In a world where social media and outrageous beauty standards reign supreme, Girls in Real Life encourages young women to love themselves by living fearless and filter-free. Society might have its own idea of what a girl should be, but we're here to remind you of what it truly means to be a girl in real life. Now, let's get into this week's episode. Hi, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Girls in Real Life podcast. I am your host, Mariah Clayton, and I'm really excited for today's episode because we're talking about life coaching, which I don't think a lot of people really know or understand what that is or that that's even a thing, me being one of them. That's why I'm really happy to have my special guest today, who is a good friend of mine and also one of my Miss USA sisters. So I'm going to let her introduce herself and tell us a little bit more about her. Hey guys, I'm Samantha Nealon, Miss Hawaii USA 2020. So I met Mariah actually over Instagram and we (laughs) talked for about a year before finally getting to meet each other at Miss USA. Uh, But in addition to being Miss Hawaii USA 2020, I am an actress, a model, and recently became a certified life coach. Which is so cool. And I don't think a lot of people really know what a life coach is or that that was even like a career field that they could go into. So can you just explain to everyone what is a life coach? Yes, absolutely. People have no idea what life coaching is. And it's always so fun to just ask people what they think it is, because most people think I just give advice or tell people how to live life based off of my experiences and what I do which is just like the complete opposite, totally not what it is. I do not give people advice. I don't compare their life to my life because it's just not what it's about. Um, life coaching is helping people figure out what they need in order to be successful in their life. And every person is unique and has their own unique experiences. So everybody's different. Each person has kind of their own mental, emotional roadblocks. And that's what I'm trained to do is help them figure out what those roadblocks are and what they need to do in order to get past them to then be successful. So I'm in school for counseling and it kind of sounds, I know you said it's not counseling, but what would you say is the major difference between counseling or a therapist versus having a life coach? Yeah, that's a great question. Counseling is, is awesome and therapy is awesome. I think they're both necessary. I love them, but they're so different because in counseling and therapy, often you're focused on a problem, either diagnosing a problem or how to fix the problem. And life coaching, we don't focus on the problem. We focus on the person. So usually people will come in with a problem, but instead of just addressing that problem specifically, it's like, what's the bigger picture? What's really going on here? And what qualities or characteristics do you need to adopt in order to yeah, solve this problem, but just overall become a better version of yourself so that you can handle these things in the future. So basically it's like, instead of focusing on this one thing that is like defining you at the moment, you kind of take it as a holistic view and try, I guess, try and like make it to where, you know, we're not focusing on just this one thing, but we're helping you like a get over this issue, but then also other things that could possibly come up in your life, right? Yeah. So I mostly work with teenagers and young women. So somebody might come in and say like they had a fight with their friend or this is what was going on. And they'll start to explain the whole drama and the whole situation. And I just cut right through it and I go, okay, what is the main point of this story? Mm -hmm. What is the actual issue? And maybe the issue is like, 
they feel taken advantage of or they don't know how to speak up for themselves. So that's what we address rather than the specific problem because the specific problem is maybe something in therapy you could address or in counseling, you learn how to deal with that specifically. But in life coaching, we just address, okay, your self-esteem or your confidence is something you want to work on. So then we'll work on that. Gotcha. That's so cool how you just kind of like Focus on the bigger picture, I guess, instead of trying to hone in on how do we get over this problem? Because I know like when counseling, it's very, you're listening to the problem, you're validating their feelings. It's about making them feel heard and accepted. And then also how can you learn how to get over this? What tools or steps can I give you to like get through this one problem? And I really like how you guys think like, oh, well, okay, thank you for telling me this story. I hear you, but what is the root of the issue? And then you guys attack that. I really like that approach to it. Yeah. So life coaching is all about the future. Therapy, a lot of times is like what's happening right now, or even sometimes you'll have therapists who kind of dig back into your childhood and, mm-hmm. and pull up the past to figure it out. But life coaching is all about future. What are we doing in the future? How are we getting there? And it's just all forward momentum. So, I mean, I think they're both necessary, like counseling, therapy, and then life coaching. They're just two completely different things, but I think they're both necessary. Honestly, everybody needs both of them. (laughs) Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, I know that you said you work with a lot of kids and women. What would you say is probably one of the number one things that you have to help people most with when it comes to that demographic with life coaching? I think it's self-esteem. It's really eye-opening. I think, honestly, as a life coach, uh, it, it has just kind of reaffirmed this idea for me that the people whose social media is the best and always on point and they're always active are usually the people who are struggling the most mm-hmm. because they're so concerned with how they're perceived and just want to be perceived a certain way, but they're not taking the time to kind of work on the inside stuff. So my metaphor is always, you know, it's like having a present that's beautifully wrapped. The outside is your social media and your perfect hair and all that stuff. And yeah, I think it is relatively important to a certain degree. We, we like presentation as a society. I think that is definitely important. It's not going to change anytime soon. But if the inside of that present is completely empty, if it's just an empty box, you're not going to go anywhere. Like it's only going to get you so far. Yeah. So life coaching is all about filling that box with things that are going to help you. Oh, I think that's a really cool analogy. But I definitely agree with like the self-esteem aspect, especially when I was a child, when I was in middle school and high school, you know, that was one of the things that I struggled with was self-esteem. And at that time, you know, social media was becoming this big, huge thing. So of course, you're constantly comparing yourselves and seeing what cool things other people are doing. And it makes you kind of internalize that and think like, oh, like, what am I doing? Am I pretty enough? Am I good enough to do this? And that really does have an effect on our mental health and especially I think for girls because historically as a society we have put so much pressure on women to be this perfect being you know nothing can be wrong with you you have to like this is what you do in society and you can't do anything else and this is what you have to look like and this is how you have to be and I think now social media has kind of shifted a little bit into where people are being more vulnerable and transparent which I think is good especially for young women to see but it still is just this highlight reel that we kind of compare ourselves and our lives to all the time so I can definitely see how self-esteem would play a role into that. And I mean, like, what would you say is the number one advice that you give to people in order to deal with that? 
Um, it really depends. I, I try not to give advice with my teen clients. Sometimes they just need a suggestion. So every once in a while, like I'll say, okay, I do have a suggestion for you if you're open to it. And then I'll give us, give them a suggestion and ask kind of what they think or how they feel about it. But usually I just try to help people raise their self-awareness about what it is that makes them feel that way or, or why they are so hard on themselves. And once we raise that self-awareness and they figure it out for themselves, then usually the answer comes along. It's like they already have the answer within themselves. They just have to find it. So you have to help them find it and just take that journey to figure it out. Yeah. Everybody's different and no one single piece of advice or suggestion is going to ring true for like every single person and what works for somebody else in their life might not work for you in your life. The same thing that goes with everything, diets, hair, skin, like everything. So like, I guess I would say don't take everything so black and white. And because especially like I'm, I played sports my entire life. And so my coaches would always tell me, especially in volleyball, every single rally is going to be different. There's no one way to do something. There's no one way to achieve this goal. You know, every single time you do it, it might be a little bit different. There's no black and white that says, okay, this is how you're going to get this point. Every single time it's going to work every single time because that's not true. And that's kind of like life, you know, nothing in life is going to work the same way twice. And sometimes things are coincidences. Sometimes things just work for one person and they might not work for you. And that's okay. I think that's one of the biggest realizations that we need to have is that it's okay if she's doing great and she's doing this, but you tried it and it's not working for you. Like everybody has to tr- do trial and error and figure out what's going to work for them in their life and what's going to not work for them in their life with everything. Absolutely. I mean, everybody's journey is their own and you just, you can't compare because you're comparing apples and oranges. They're just not the same. <laughs> but they're both good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So what even like got you interested in wanting to become a life coach? It's something that I, I've always thought about, but I always felt like I was too young to mm-hmm. do it. But that's because I didn't know what it really was. I thought it was me giving people advice based on my experiences. And I was like, well, I just need more experiences. Mm-hmm. And then once I finally just kind of took the plunge and took the class, I was like, oh my God, this doesn't matter how old you are because it's not about me. Like I don't bring up my life in my sessions at all, because this is not relevant to their journey. Because like I said, they're totally different. Our journeys are not going to be the same. Yeah. So I'm, I'm glad I finally did it, but it definitely took me years to do it because I thought I had that self-limiting belief of, I can't do it until I'm a certain age. Yeah. I feel like everyone has those self-limiting beliefs about themselves at some point in their life. And imposter syndrome is so real, especially when you feel like you're in a space that you're not supposed to be in or accomplishing something that you never thought you would or should be able to accomplish. But I like that you were able to do that and that you were able to get over that and realize like, anybody can do this. And I think that's true for literally anything. And I tell people about that as competing in pageants, like you don't have to be this certain type of person to compete or to be successful in pageantry like you can literally just if you think about it if you want to do it like just go for it don't try and limit yourself because honestly you never know what can what can happen until you try absolutely I think pageantry is such a good opportunity for personal growth that it's so incredible and more people really should take advantage of it because 
one girl is going to walk away with the crown the night of the pageant, but every single contestant can walk away having won something incredible and grown as a person. Yes, I a thousand percent agree. I feel like I preached about that a lot on my podcast. So people are probably like, she's just promoting pageants, but it, like, it's so true. Like there's so <laughs> many beneficial things that can come out of pageantry besides just winning. And I don't think people really understand it until they are actually in it. And they realize what I'm talking about because there are so many girls who I've like tried to get to compete in a pageant and they push it away and push it away. And then eventually they decide to do it. And they're like, Mariah, you were right. Like maybe I didn't win, but I made a friend or I was able to connect with this person who can help me in my career. You know, like there's so many vast opportunities that come with competing in pageants. So while we're on the topic of pageants, like how did you even start competing? And I want to know, like, I just want to know all about Hawaii and competing in Hawaii because I feel like that's just so like everybody wants to be in Hawaii and like you live there and it's literally like you're living in paradise. It is pretty amazing. I will say we live right on the water and it's absolutely gorgeous. But I, I did not grow up knowing about pageants. Miss Congeniality was my first ever pageant experience. I really oh had God. never even heard of it. Wait, um, first I just have to just, say, I've never seen Miss Congeniality. Oh my God, it's so funny it's so funny you have to watch it it literally is like oh it's just the best and hawaii in the movie they call her 5-0 because of hawaii 5-0 and so people occasionally have called me 5-0 and i just think it's so funny i love it i'm gonna have to watch it you really you really do and as soon as you watch it you're gonna be like wow i can't believe i've missed out on this This so yes i watched miss congeniality and then one day i was at the mall with my parents and I was taking modeling classes like modeling was just something I always wanted to do and I saw these pageant girls walk by they had their sashes and their crowns and they just looked so happy and so confident and at that time that was something I had not achieved yet and I really wanted and so I just thought I want to do that I'm going to do that and my parents who are both athletes looked at me and they were thinking you want to do what? I mean, we just had no pageant experience. We knew nothing, but they said, okay, I signed up for a pageant and I actually did the Miss United States teen pageant first. I was second runner up. And then my parents found the Miss Hawaii teen USA pageant and they wanted to sign me up. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to win. So I don't want to do it. And they were like, you don't do something thinking you're not going to win. I said, yeah, exactly. So I shouldn't do it. (laughs) and they convinced me and I did it and I just grew so much through that experience and I won and it was incredible but honestly just competing I got so much out of I love that that's so cool and unconventional you're just in the mall like I want to do that And also, I have to mention, you were the first African-American teen Hawaii USA and Miss Hawaii USA. Can you just like that is so amazing, first of all, within itself. But like, how does that make you feel to have accomplished something like that two times? It's pretty crazy, I will say. When I was a teen, it didn't even cross my mind. I had no idea. But after I won, like this article came out and I was so surprised, one, that I was the first, but also naive little teenager I was like how do they know I'm black yeah (laughs) (laughs) like I just it didn't even occur to me that people could look at me and tell because I was like well I'm not that dark Mm -hmm. I I just didn't even understand the significance I didn't understand like why it would even matter 
or why that would ever count against me kind of thing. Yeah. But I remember somebody telling me when I was the teen, they said, you know, it only really happened because you're the teen. Hawaii will never crown a black Miss Hawaii. <laughs> and I kind of just shrugged it off then. I didn't, it just, I didn't understand yeah. enough about racism and subtlety and all that stuff. But so coming back last year to compete, that was just in the back of my head for so long. And during that whole three month process of going to the event, it was always there. Mm-hmm. And it was the final event leading up to the pageant where I just, we did like an, an exercise of kind of breaking through mental barriers. And that was mine. And I cried. I cried at this event, like full cried. And I couldn't even explain it yet, but that's what it was. And we literally held a board and physically broke through the board. So I was like, I was physically breaking through that thing that had been in my head the entire time. Yeah. I mean, I think we don't really realize the things that people say to us as teenagers or as young adults, how much it sticks with us when we get older and whether we subconsciously or unconsciously know it, like it's there in the back of our minds. And I remember when I was getting ready to compete, like for my state this past year, and I had worked with an interview coach and I was just talking about like my hair and how I had straightened it all the time. And, you know, I was basically just, it was very surface level. And she really encouraged me to like dig deeper as to why that was so important to me back then, like to straighten my hair and to like have this appearance about myself. And I cried in that session too, because because I was literally digging so deep into thoughts and things that people had said to me that I either forgot about or I didn't want to remember. And it's so powerful when you can like connect with that younger self and feel those things that you felt then. And then really like say, okay, I'm overcoming this moment. Like I'm not that same person anymore. These words do not define me. And I'm going to push through and move past this. It's just like how I've done with everything else in my life. So I think that's really important that they did that for you guys. And I love that you were able able to just like get that out of your mind so that when you got ready to compete you were just there and on fire and just being Sam and you were absolutely amazing and beautiful and you accomplished this super great thing and I'm proud of you and I know Hawaii's proud of you and I know so many other little black girls are so happy and proud to see you representing them so I just think you're awesome and amazing <laughs> well thank you I mean I just always think the same thing about you every time you do anything I'm like oh my gosh <laughs> That's kind of that feeling that you got going through that and and what I went through, that is what life coaching is. That's what I try to do for people is because sometimes when you're young, it's like you don't have the words to articulate why you feel the way you feel or Mm -hmm. why you're doing what you're doing. So that is what we do in life coaching is help people articulate it so that they can break through it. Yeah, because I think that's what a lot of people have the hard part with is like, okay, I kind of feel this thing, but I don't really know what it is or where it came from. But I'm kind of scared to like dive that deep. And, you know, I think when you do have a professional helping you like work through that stuff, you're able to just release so much of it that you've been holding on for so long, and you feel so free and liberated. And it's literally like one of the best feelings in the world. So much lighter, you just feel like, 10 pounds lighter. Yes. Like I just want everyone to experience that at least once in their life that like these things don't make me who I am. These things don't control me anymore. These things don't have this 
you know, this darkness over me anymore. And like, I can genuinely be authentically myself and be comfortable with that and know that I'm being the best version of me because I did work through this and I was able to, to have this help. And I think a lot of times people are ashamed that they had to ask for help, but we shouldn't be because everybody needs help with something. Yeah. You don't get extra points for doing it by yourself. Mm-mm. You don't. I mean, life is hard. <laughs> it is. And it's, it makes so much sense to have someone to help you through life because there's no like written plan. There's no steps that are ordered for you that you can just like physically see. Like, of course, I mean, if you believe in God, like I believe in God, I definitely think our steps are ordered and that he has a plan and purpose for our lives. But we spend our entire lives trying to figure out what that is. And it can become very overwhelming. And I know for me personally, like I find I get so scared and so much anxiety when I think about the future and when I think about things that I quote unquote should be accomplishing by now that I haven't. And it can really overtake you and just make you feel very overwhelmed. So I definitely think, you know, having a person to help you through that could be very beneficial. It's just hard. And it's hard to, to recognize things when you're right in the middle of them. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need an outside person to just be that, be your eyes that like you, you can't see because you're in it and you're feeling it. And you just like, you can't really see as clearly as somebody on the outside looking in to be like, okay, I can help you with this. And there's no shame in asking for help or accepting help. But we are coming up on the end of this episode. And I have one final question for you that I leave all of my guests with. And that is what is the biggest life lesson that you have learned so far? I think my biggest life lesson that I've learned so far is just to embrace myself fully. I think so often we are nervous about whether or not we'll be accepted. And me, especially being mixed and growing up biracial, that was just something that was always on my mind of whether I was enough or too much and what people would think. So it's just took me so long to accept like, this is who I am. And, and it's great. It's not too much. It's not, not enough. Like, this is just who I am. And I'm, gonna be myself and we'll see what happens yeah I think that's awesome because I tell people that all the time because for so long I pushed away parts of myself that I didn't like or that society told me was not beautiful and as I got older I realized like those are the things that make me who I am and I shouldn't be ashamed of them I shouldn't try to hide who I am and I'm always telling people you know be who you are because that is the best person that you can be it does no good to try and be someone else or to try to look like someone else because people know when you're faking it and you know when you're faking it so you just really have to learn how to embrace those things about yourself and take that power back over over your life and over yourself because you can't let society dictate you know what is good and what is not good about you you have to take full control of who you are and be like no like I love these things about me regardless of x y and z so I think that's really great advice yeah I mean you'll never be happier than when you're just fully living your truth and being yourself And that's on what? Mm, (laughs) (laughs) Well, Sam, thank you so much for joining me today. I adore you so, so much. Go ahead and give everyone your social media so that they can follow you and fall in love with you like how I love you. (laughs) Aw, thank you. I'm so glad we got to do this. I am at Samantha Nealon on absolutely everything. So shouldn't be too hard to find. (laughs) That's it. And it'll be in the details of the podcast 
description thingy. So just check there. But again, Sam, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you guys so much for listening. And I will talk to you guys on my next episode. Bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this week's episode. I hope that it was able to enhance your life in some way. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast before you leave. And also follow us on Instagram at underscore girls IRL. Go out and live a fearless and filter-free life and always remember to keep it real.